0: welcome to the get heard with Ian Roth podcast where it is our mission to enable leaders to effectively engage and motivate their audience through written and verbal communication hey everybody welcome to this week's episode of the get heard podcast I'm so happy that you decided to check this podcast out and I hope that if you've listened to previous episodes that you're back again and you've told a friend or a peer how awesome this podcast is so if you did that that would make me so happy and again I would I super am super, super grateful for you all when you do that. So today's episode features our guest, Kevin Barba, and the theme of this episode is the road less traveled. So Kevin is a fellow veteran, just like I am and many of my other guests, and he and I discuss, you know, sometimes taking a different path when in a leadership role following your own path, not doing what is popular or maybe expected or demanded of you all the time, but take your own path because each one of us is living and traveling on our own journey throughout life. So again, traveling your own path is the theme of today's episode, caring about people, people first, mission always, here he is, Kevin Barba. Hey, everybody. This is Ian with the Get Heard with Ian Roth podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a guest today, Mr. Kevin Barba. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great, Ian. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm doing outstanding.
0: And at the time of this recording, it's actually the Super Bowl going on as Kevin and I are speaking. So two dedicated podcast leadership entrepreneurs Are so dedicated to their craft that they're passing up the one and only Super Bowl once a year to do this. So thanks again, Kevin.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So if you could, Kevin, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you have going on, and any special projects
1: you're working on or are super pumped about. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, So for everyone that's listening, my name is Kevin Barba. I'm a 27-year-old military veteran aerospace professional and business owner from Southern California. Um, in about in March of 2019, I started a podcast, blog and veteran advocacy program called The Unwavering. A few months later, um, I actually ended up publishing the first six episodes. And the reason why I decided to start that podcast is because me coming from the Marine Corps, I found that there were just so many issues with veterans getting out and not having the ability to do things like resumes. They didn't know how to navigate the VA healthcare system. So there was a lot of social adaptability issues as well as you know learning curves that I don't think they were prepared for when they got out, just like I know I wasn't. So for me, that's really been a huge passion of mine. Um, When I was in the Marine Corps, I served for eight years. I worked on electronics, countermeasures, and navigation systems on the CH-53, VH-60, and VH-3 presidential helicopters, which was unlike any other place that I've ever worked at. I mean, the ability to support some of those missions, get to travel to the places that I did. And work with some of the leaders that I did, I think, really set me up for success in the future. Uh, So much so that when I ended up getting out of the military, my old gunnery sergeant actually extended an offer to me and opened the doors um, for my first job. And since then, I've been working as a quality assurance inspector at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena. So I've definitely... Um, in my opinion, followed the road less traveled. I've met incredible people and had some truly amazing opportunities. So I'm just psyched to be able to give back to my community in a way that I think is long overdue.
0: Like you said, it's, it's very important to have strong leaders and mentors in your life. And it sounds like you're very fortunate in your military service by having some of the strong leaders and mentors kind of guide you along the way even during and after your transition?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the only reason that I'm at where I'm at today is because of some of those leaders. You know, I think that they saw something in me, um, whether it was a part of themselves or whether it was just a young kid that uh, was ambitious and genuinely cared about others. There was something that they saw in me that they invested their time in making me better. And it really had an impact on me. If
0: you could pick, I don't know, a couple pieces of advice that, even if it's not advice, maybe a few things that those mentors taught you
1: to help you get to where you are, what would you say some of those things are? I think I'll try and keep it to three. Um, The first one I would have to say is giving everyone a seat at the table. And by that, I mean Realizing that everyone around you, no matter who they are, young, old, uh, lower rank, higher rank, black or white, whatever walk of life they come from, there's something that they know that you don't. And I, I truly believe that, you know, whenever I am around people, I try and absorb as much knowledge from them as I can because there's always something you can take away or learn from someone that you didn't previously know. And then once I reach a certain level, you know, or people ask me for help, I try and do the same thing. So that's, that's my first one is give everyone a seat at the table. You don't have to necessarily agree with their opinions or some of their advice, but at least hear people out and you can make your own determination from there. The second thing I would have to say is just care. Um, I had a leader that, uh, told me something that I'll never forget. And honestly, it was really impactful. And that is people first, mission always. And, you know, I think you're seeing it more and more in today's society where people are starting to place significance on their employees versus the mission. I think that when you value your team, when you do everything you can to bring them up and show them that, they are valued, um, they're going to get the mission accomplished no matter what, you know, if you empower your troops, there's no limit as to the things that they can accomplish. So that's definitely my second one is, um, you know, taking care of people and putting people before the mission. And I think the, uh, the third one that for me has been pretty influential has been to follow your own path. Um, there's often times where I think, especially when it comes to leadership, we kind of conform or try and copy or emulate what others do, which is good to a certain degree. But I believe at a certain point, you kind of have to take a little bit from every single person and then develop your own leadership style. And it's not hard, you know, it's not like leadership is one size fits all. It definitely takes time but i think you having the courage to follow your own path is going to separate you from everyone else
0: that's great i like i like how you said that having the courage to follow your own path is what separates you from everybody and you know i can kind of relate to that also coming out of college as a you know 22 year old leader really not knowing what right looks like as far as being a leader really didn't didn't have a whole lot of experience, very young, still immature and naive in a lot of ways, but just kind of like what you said, Kevin, seeing little pieces of everybody around you, the good, the bad, and then kind of taking those, thinking about it, and then coming up with your own leadership style. uh, Yeah, spot on, man. I, I think that's a great way to do it and something that's worked for me personally.
1: Yeah, thank you. And, you know, to your point, coming into a leadership position, um, especially in the military, at such a young age, you know, you said you were around 22. For me, I went directly out of high school. So I was put into positions of leadership uh, from 18 and on. There were countless times where I failed to be a good leader in my opinion, but I feel fortunate that the leadership above me gave me the opportunity to fail you know, they gave me the opportunity to kind of take the reins. And yes, they were there to guide me and keep me in check and make sure that, you know, I didn't veer too far. But I think just giving me the ability to try and lead and learn some of those lessons, even though some of them were the hard way, uh, helped make me a better leader.
0: I know learning from the school of hard knocks for me personally is the still the best way more oftentimes than not. I mean, you, we can learn from books, we can learn from other people, but I think the best way for many of us to learn is getting hands on, trying something, attempting something and then failing at something. So we gain that experience and then, you know, we, we find a way to, to not do something. So, you know, in a way getting better and, and developing ourselves that way.
1: I mean, I tell people all the time, I'm definitely not the smartest person in the room, and I know that, and I understand that. So I know that I have to work harder than everyone else. I know that I have to study. I know that I have to fail and pick myself up if I want to be a good leader and if I want to set a positive positive example for those around me.
0: Definitely. I think a common misconception about leaders is that you have to be the smartest person in the room and absolutely not. And more times than not, you should not be the smartest person in the room. You should have people who are smarter than you surrounding you, but smarter in different areas that perhaps you are weak on as a leader or different technical areas that you're not as familiar as. So you're kind of the the director of the orchestra, I think someone said in one of my previous episodes, leveraging everybody's strength and the knowledge that they have. And then as the leader, you're the one bringing it all together and and producing results
1: out of it. Absolutely. I think that's one of the lessons that I was extremely fortunate to learn at an early age working in aviation. Um, when I started working and I was a young Lance Corporal or an E3 there were times where I would get sent to go troubleshoot a helicopter on the electronic side. And if there was something that they knew that I had never worked on, they would pair me with another individual who had worked on it previously. So I think, like you said, you know, finding that balance, learning how to command the orchestra and bring everyone's strengths and weaknesses and find balance is really important when it comes to leadership and being a good leader.
0: Going back to the topic about following your own path, following your own path, what what advice would you give to to some leaders who are maybe a little bit unsure of the direction that they're going? And if you were to tell them to follow your own path, what would what would you tell them to do, or what advice would you give to them?
1: My advice to them would be what makes a good leader is the fact that they're willing to make a decision and they have done everything that they can to that point to make what they believe to be a just and informed decision. Now, it doesn't always mean that you're going to be right. And that's where, you know, coming into. Following the road less traveled or your own path comes into play. There have been times where working on the helicopter, the publication, which is our manuals of how to perform um, troubleshooting, how to fix the helicopter, would tell me, hey, you need to follow this step. But for some reason, you know, there was a gut instinct inside of me because of my experience. That I knew that that wasn't the right call. And it's been the same thing throughout my military career with leadership. You know, there have been times where I knew that, okay, hey, maybe someone made a mistake. And yes, they need to be held accountable, but there's certain ways that I can get that done. You know, I've never been one of those leaders to go off and yell at people and chew them out and try and make them feel like the tiniest person in the world because in my opinion that's not necessarily leadership. So for me, I think I've always stuck to doing things by my own my own path. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to deviate from what others are saying or what the rules say, but don't always try and do everything black and white. I think that's the mistake that a lot of leaders make is They think that leadership is something that you could just define and put it in this perfect little box. And it's not, it's something that takes consistent work. And there's going to be times where you're going to have to either ease back on one of your styles of leadership and maybe adopt someone else's, or maybe you're going to have to bring your own to the table.
0: I like what you said about being able to make a decision. And I think one of the things that's most frustrating for me that I've seen other leaders do in the past, and I I do not let myself fall victim to, is just the the fear of making a decision, fearing that it will be the wrong one. So I can tell you as someone, as a team member who has a leader above me who does that, it's just so frustrating. You just want a decision to be made. It may not be the right decision, but gather the information, put your thoughts together, leverage your experience, your education, and make some sort of decision, and then you can always adjust fire later on.
1: Right. Because if you think about it, the worst thing is indecision. You know, the ability for you to make a decision, even if it's the wrong one, shows that you're making forward progress. Sure, maybe it's forward progress in a different direction, but you're still moving forward. If you freeze, if you pause, if you hold back from making a decision, whether it's Because of fear, um, insecurity, you're actually putting people at a lot more risk. Now, I'm not saying rush into things. Definitely don't do that. Make sure that you make an educated and sound decision to the best of your abilities. But the worst thing that you can do is not act.
0: Not making a decision is a decision. It's a conscious thing that you decide to do. And you're deciding to not make a decision or to act in a situation. So yeah, very nicely said, when push comes to shove, you need to be the leader that you know you can be and just make a decision.
1: Right. And there's going to be times too when you're not the leader, but you're going to be the one who has to step up. I'm not sure how it is in other branches, um, but in the Marine Corps, that's one lesson that they taught me at a very early age was hey, it doesn't matter if you're a Lance Corporal, if you're a Corporal, if you're a Sergeant, if something happens, you need to be the one to step up. So um, I just love seeing that. You know, I love seeing younger people or the lower ranks really step up and take the initiative to have their voice heard, make a decision, and try and lead others.
0: And that's the best way that we can grow too by making decisions and trying things. And even if we find out later, we made the wrong decision, we learned something and we're better for it.
1: Right. Definitely. And if you do learn something, if you made a mistake, open up and admit it because you teaching that next person that you made a mistake, that's going to help them as well. I, I, Definitely like bringing up the fact that I've made mistakes and that I'm not perfect. I think that I still have a long road and a long journey ahead of me when it comes to leadership and communication and being a team member and a mentor. But whenever I do fail, I'll be the first one to admit it. I'll be the first one to acknowledge that I and I alone was responsible for the failure. You know, don't ever let the fear of punishment stop you from saying that you made a mistake. Um, I've seen that countless times and it's it's pretty disheartening. You know, I was brought up that if I make a mistake, I got to pay the consequence. And for me, it's better to pay the consequence here back at home during training than if I was deployed. You know, I'd rather make those mistakes here, open up and say them, and then teach others about them so they don't make the same mistakes.
0: Your your team or your employees are gonna know if you make a mistake as a leader. They they will. I mean, they're they know how things work. So you denying it is not gonna change their mind that they recognize you made a mistake, but it's going to make you less relatable. It'll make them lose a lot of respect in you. So you might as well admit that you made a mistake. Tell your team, you know, that you acknowledge you made the mistake and how you're going to fix it and prevent it from happening in the future.
1: Yeah, definitely. And as you get higher, whether it's in the military, if you get higher in rank or if you're a civilian and you know you continue to get promoted, it's super important that you are one of those people that can own up to your actions because the higher that you are, the more that your platform is going to be able to influence others. So I I, like I said, I think it's just really important that people who want to take that title of leader, because it's not, you know, hey, I'm a leader and it's that simple. No, if you're going to claim that title, then you have to claim all the responsibilities that come with it. And one of those responsibilities is being able to own up to your actions.
0: Owning up to your actions is absolutely essential. The good ones, the bad ones, the mediocre ones you have to take responsibility, own up to them and accept that you were the one that made the decision to to steer the ship in that direction. So awesome, awesome points, Kevin. I, I've seen too many leaders who are skeptical to make decisions and don't make decisions. And then I've seen leaders who make a decision and it's the wrong decision. And then they just try to kind of punt the football over to someone else and blame someone else for the bad outcome that, that came from that. So if you're a leader, it's not something you can take lightly. You need to accept it. You need to act. And then you need to be the owner of those actions and the consequences or success results that come from them. So Kevin, we, we talked about leaders making decisions and taking responsibility for those decisions. And you know, there's not really one cookie cutter way to be a leader or one style of leadership. So from, from your experience, what are some of the different styles you've seen? Maybe successful, not successful, or if you're willing to share some of the things that you've done that have worked out or not worked out, love to hear about it.
1: Yeah, I think uh, it's more important for me to tell the listeners about my failures than my successes. Um, I hope that they can learn from them and not make those same mistakes. But uh, on the topic of not you know one size fits all i think just understanding number 1 that throughout your career again whether that be military or civilian it doesn't matter there are going to be times where you are going to bump into other leaders who have a very different style of leadership than you and there are going to be times where their style of leadership may actually be better than yours so don't be so off putting to the idea that other people may be right and you be and you may be wrong because that's one of the failures that I look back on a lot. There was a time where I was a sergeant, and uh this was at my second unit um, there was another sergeant and good friend of mine who was a complete opposite of me. I mean. This dude is a Marine's Marine. I like to think that I'm just like an average guy. I'm very chill, very laid back. But this guy was like what you would expect of a Marine. And I say that with all the respect and love in the world. Um, He was an exceptional leader who cared deeply about his Marines, about the team, about the mission. But he also... Was very firm, and I think that has been a lot of the areas where I have failed when it comes to leader. Is I tend to be a little bit more lenient and um, a little bit more liberal in my style of leadership. So again, there's going to be times where that's good and that's bad. But in this case, you know, I remember that him and I were butting heads, and we kind of got into it. And uh, I was the senior one at the time. And the issue that had come forth was that um, he wanted the Marines to go out and to work and to keep working and to, you know, just get on the grind so that we could accomplish the mission, which I understand. But I also understand that certain people react differently and, you know, if you push someone so hard yes they may get the mission accomplished but it's going to come at a cost so for me like i said earlier you know i always look at people before the mission and i think his idea was more of the mission while including the people so two different views two different styles of leadership but we ended up butting heads and you know i told him like hey i'm the one in charge we're gonna do this The Marines are going to go out there. They're going to work. I'm not going to force a deadline on them. I'm not going to, you know, make them work without lunch or without breaks. Like they're going to go, they're going to work at a pace that they feel is comfortable because I don't want to be put in the position where, you know, they make a mistake or they were too scared to ask for help. So they just kept pushing. Um, What ended up happening was I was too lenient. And I didn't push them hard enough, and we ended up actually missing our target. So we didn't end up getting to launch those aircraft that day, which obviously was not good. You know, there were a lot of pissed off people, and it was because of my own ego that I think I failed myself, I failed the team, and I failed the organization. I was more concerned with proving to him that my style of leadership was correct and his was not. And, you know, it turned around and it bit me in the butt. So that's one of those times where I say that you need to be understanding that leadership is not always going to be the same and that's okay. In that instance, I should have absolutely listened to him and maybe found, you know, a common ground, a medium between the two. But I think because I was so set in proving to him and everyone else that, hey, more passive style of leadership is more effective, and that case wasn't. I think the team needed someone that was a little bit more stern, and that would have probably made us reach our objective. So um, for me, that was a huge lesson that I always think about is, never shutting someone down. There's going to be times where I don't agree with people and that's fine, but shutting them down or letting my ego get the best of me is going to make me less effective as a leader and not just screw me over, but it's going to screw the team over, which is more important.
0: That's a great story. And What were some things that you learned from that and then how did you act differently in the future?
1: From that, I think the biggest thing I took away was finding a mutual respect for my peers and realizing that even if i have a difference with someone there is a certain way to go about it you know the best thing that i could have done was not let the anger get the best of me i could have pulled him aside in private and talked to him but because i was so upset that he was challenging let's say my authority you know my ego Got the best of me. And I decided right then and there, in front of everyone, to say, Hey, I'm the boss and we're doing it my way, which was the absolute worst thing that I can do. And it's something that, you know, I talked to him afterwards about and I asked for forgiveness. But uh, when you make mistakes like that, when you openly criticize or ridicule someone in front of their peers and especially in front of their subordinates, it's you know, something that's hard to earn trust back on. So that was one of the lessons that I've learned since then. I've tried to be more understanding, you know, and I think later throughout the time that he and I worked together, we kind of developed a a stronger bond and a more uh, mutual respect for each other because he understood that I cared about people and I cared about the mission and i understood that he did too it's just he was brought up differently and he had been taught different leadership skills than i had been taught so for me now that i'm a civilian and you know i work with engineers i work with technicians i work with project managers and all these people that's something that i try and implement now when i see that we're butting heads or that there's issues you know i'll pull the team together and i'll say guys look Like, I know you guys may be pissed off at me. You guys may be pissed off at each other, but we need to come together, find a mutual ground and go from there because us letting our egos get the best of us is not going to help anyone.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I can tell you in my experience, I've taken pieces of advice and wisdom from good leaders and mentors, but more often than not, I've learned what not to do from Leaders and make sure to the best of my ability to not do those things when I get put in leadership positions.
1: Another thing I'd like to add is that when it comes to leadership, I think we actually end up learning more from leaders that we don't like than the ones that we do. And the reason I say that is because when you have someone who's in a position of power, whether it's a leader, a manager, a boss, when you have someone that you're looking to for guidance and they're not doing an effective job as a leader, you tend to critique them a lot more. You analyze everything that they do. So in my experience, I think a lot of the reason I am who I am today and I lead a certain way has been because of the good and the bad. And everything comes, you know, with balance, right? But for those people who are listening who are young leaders and maybe they're being influenced by people to lead a certain way that they know is not right my advice to them is don't follow that path you know definitely learn what you can from every single person because every person is going to teach you something it doesn't matter if they're a good person a bad person someone will teach you something but it's how you choose to carry on that legacy or that experience that they taught you, you know? So for me, I think when I came to a position of leadership, which in the Marine Corps, once you pick up the rank of corporal or E4, at least in aviation, I'm sure on ground side, you know, infantry, maybe it's like even earlier Lance corporal or something like that. But for us, um, once we picked up corporal, it was a pretty significant change that came with it. You know, you're now an NCO, a non-commissioned officer, and you're responsible for leading those beneath you. So once I picked up NCO and became a corporal, I was super excited because now all the things that I didn't necessarily agree with, I could now voice my opinion on, or I could stop those things from happening you know so if people who felt like hey you have to yell at every single person or belittle them i just because that happened to me doesn't mean that i was going to carry on that tradition so i like to think that for me coming to that realization um has been really effective in who i am as a person as a man as a leader And uh, so that's really one thing that I want to say is try and learn everything that you can. Sure, you may not agree with people, but one, don't let your ego get the best of you like I did in my story earlier. And two, just because something has always been done this way, or just because certain people, you know, say, hey, well, this is how I got taught You don't have to carry on that same train of thought. You're your own person. And the best thing that you can do is lead your troops, lead your peers, even some of your seniors um, to the best of your ability. And if there's changes that you think need to be made, you're now in a position to make them. So just realize that uh, it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. There's going to be times where you hate leadership. There's going to be times where you love it, but it's finding a balance and trying to do everything you can to fight your egos, fight your insecurities and, you know, fight certain other things that I think really make leaders less effective. So that's really uh, the biggest thing I think overall that I've taken from leadership.
0: I love how you said all that and kind of tied everything together with the theme, you know, being forge your own path, take the road less traveled and, and be yourself. If something, if you have an opinion on something or you don't think something is right, maybe you think something could be done a better way, voice your opinion, let your voice be heard, and then see what happens from there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I'm not saying it's going to work because it might
0: not work. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm sure you could say, That there have been many times, many instances where you've ran into where you tried to voice your opinion and it got shot down. It happens. But at least you were brave enough to say your piece and, you know, take any of the ramifications that come with it. I love seeing leaders that are willing to bear the brunt of, you know, the attack or whatever you want to call it, the people who are willing to shield their team um, from the higher ups or from different different issues like I love seeing that I love seeing people that are willing to be themselves to take the leadership role and if they fail and you know they're held responsible for it they learn from it and they move forward
0: Exactly. And I mean, we're going to live through our whole lives and, and have certain regrets in life. And something I tell myself, the biggest thing that I can regret is not doing something, you know, as opposed to where I can look back and say, hey, there was a failure, but at least I tried something instead of just sitting back passively and not taking any action. So exactly. Like you said, it might not always work, but just try something. Very worst case scenario, it doesn't work, but then comes coming from that, you will learn something and be a better leader for it.
1: Right. Definitely. And it comes down to, you know, not being scared to follow that road less traveled, not being scared to be different. A lot of us may have a vision that is not the same as everyone else's and that's okay. I've definitely found that because I decided to follow a different path in life, I've been successful. You know, like I said, I joined the military directly out of high school A lot of my family members, a lot of my friends thought it was the dumbest thing I could have ever done, which is fine, because I already had a vision of what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish. And not only did it work, but it actually gave me something more than I was even hoping it could. You know, I thought that going into the military would help me grow up, help me uh, become a man and a better person, but it gave me that and then some. You know, it taught me how to love people, how to love my community wholeheartedly, how to not forget where I came from. And it also taught me that it's okay to be different. You know, it is because I'm different that I was blessed with an opportunity to end up working at NASA, even though I didn't have a college degree. It's because of that tour and the eight years that I did in the military that I discovered my passion for people. And now I started a veteran advocacy program. So never be scared to be different. It's going to take you probably a lot longer to get to where you want to. And you're definitely going to get a lot more scratches and bruises because you're going to have to learn lessons the hard way. But that's some of the joy that comes with being different and following a different path than everyone else. You're going to learn things that no one else in the world will be able to learn, you know, uh, I'm super grateful for the fact that I decided not to be like everyone else. And I'm not saying that, you know, I think I'm better than anyone or anything like that, because I have friends that went on, went to school and are doing incredible things with their lives now. But for me, I knew that wasn't the path for me. I knew that's not what I wanted to do with my life. And like I said, every day since then has been a blessing Lots of ups and downs, but uh, well worth it.
0: Definitely. Life is going to be ups and downs. But you have to take the good with the bad and and learn from it and become better from it. So, Kevin, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can listeners find you online, social media, websites, podcasts? Where can they check you out online, man?
1: Uh, so you can find us online at www.theunwavering.com. Um, You can also find us on all major platforms, uh, Apple. You can find us on Google, Spotify, every major platform, and just type in The Unwavering, and you'll be able to find us. Same thing with social media. Uh, Find us at, at The Unwavering, and if you guys have a story to tell, if you're a service member, a supporter, a family member, we would love to hear from you. We would love to share your story. And we're really just trying to make a difference in the community and try and break down some of those barriers and help people with things like, you know, mental illness and PTSD. That's a huge passion of mine is erasing the stigmas of asking for help. So um, on top of everything that we talked about, if there's one last thing I can say, it's if you need help, don't be scared to ask for it.
0: Thank you so much for checking out today's episode. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Get Heard Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this interview. And if you really like this podcast, please hop on your favorite podcast platform and give me a review. I would greatly appreciate it. That is going to be probably the number one way to help this message spread and let more people know about the awesome stuff that we're doing here at the Get Heard Podcast. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Twitter. And if you have any more questions and want to get in touch with me, reach out to me at Ian at getherdpodcast.com. And as always, my website has a whole bunch of additional content on the blog, and you can actually listen to podcast episodes on there. And that is getherdpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, and I'll see you next time.